Uh, welcome to those muckrakers. This is episode 42. I feel like we haven't been back in forever. It seems like a really long time. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one advantage that uh, the Trump administration has had is that uh, it made us go from um, aging a year per year to like 500 years per year. So in such a way, we have discovered the secret to immortality. Yeah, just have this guy's president because everything lasts for fucking ever. Right. See, ironically, he's probably going to kill us all in just a few years, but at the same time, that's a million years away, so I don't know. It's uh, I'm sure it'll all balance out. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll open up uh, with something that's been heavy on my heart. I pull up Fox News uh, every day before we uh, do this to see what craziness Fox News is going on now. And there's this whole thing where they're going, there was an error in a climate change study paper. It's not real, guys. It's arbitrary, not really happening, the climate's fine. And I'm like, oh my god, so California has the, had the most deadly wildfire in its history right now, which is still burning. Uh, New Georgia York and other southeast states keep getting slammed with the biggest hurricanes ever in recorded history. Year after year, each hurricane one-ups the one before it. Continue with New York. New York uh, the other day got like a couple inches of snow, which is the earliest they've ever gotten it. Whole city freaked out. Took me an hour and a half to get home. Like, so uh, yeah, I guess everything is fine. This is all normal. Yeah, see, here's the thing about science: just because one person somewhere makes a mistake does not mean that they're all wrong, and you can just throw all the research out. You just throw <laughs> out the one bad data point, and you march on ahead, and you adjust. And see. Science isn't religion, right? With religion, if one thing's wrong, you can say the whole thing's wrong and throw it no, out. No, 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 they're not, they don't do that with religion, though. Think how many errors there are in the Bible, and no one goes... No, they, they, don't, they don't acknowledge those. Yes, if anyone <laughs> yeah. knows, there are thousands of errors between translations of the Bible, but Christians don't know that. So let's just uh, move on to science. Science isn't like that. Science acknowledges, oh, yeah, we made a mistake here, so let's just correct it and keep going. In fact, scientists tend to be delighted whenever they find out they're wrong about something because that means new research has uh, been brought to light, which shows there's a new way to think about things and I'm a new gonna way be, to look into stuff. I'm going to be really mad when Fox News denies gravity because of some error that Isaac Newton made, and then everybody that believes in Fox News can suddenly float because laws don't matter, and now they all just don't have to follow gravity. Uh, well, you see, uh, Trump in motion does not remain in motion unless an equal and opposite force acts upon it. In fact, Trump's uh, inertia seems to wear down much, much faster than uh, any other moving object. Why is the, if why is the swimming through a swamp of friction that's well, just invisible? Why is the president floating? Boson, LOL. Why is the president floating? Well, that's because he doesn't follow any laws. Those include the laws of physics. <laughs> sad, okay. Physics, no. Equal and opposite, yes. Sad. Fake news. <laughs> you know what? Okay, physics has been very nasty to me. You know what? Physics, you're a very rude person. Physics, the way you treat Sarah Huckabee Sanders, okay, is just disgusting. <laughs> it's really, really gross. Okay, no. Yeah. So let's uh, let's open up this podcast with uh, our names, Pete and Pat. Oh yeah, yeah, and... yeah. It's because uh, I keep forgetting that every episode is possibly somebody's first episode. Right. So I am Pat. And I'm Pete. Pete. And. Uh, yeah, uh, we try to bring you the news in uh, angry, digestible, uh, you know, little bits uh, that you can read uh, or read or listen to. Whatever, man. You can listen. You know what this is? It's a podcast. If you're here, you know what it is. I don't have to explain it to you. You're not a child. Unless you are a child, and if you're a child, good for you for being politically active. 
Exactly. You'll be able to vote in uh, just a few years, and a few years after that, become a senator, and then be called an intern, or mistaken for one, like Cortez. <laughs> Poor Alexia Cortez. The wonderful, wonderful woman who, against all odds, is now going to the U.S. Senate, uh, who's just like the rest of us. Uh, she was bartending, I think? Uh, and then, like, she won this. And so the big narrative right now is she came out and she goes, uh, yeah, I can't really afford to move to D.C. till that congressional paycheck kicks in because it's expensive. And everyone just went, oh, look at that. Millennials can't save. She knew she was going to move to D.C. Where's the money? And I go... <laughs> okay, look. She, um, a year ago, she was attending uh, bars. A month ago, she bought her first couch ever. And now she's um, a senator. So you know, where is she supposed to get the money to live in uh, a house in D.C.? Yeah Scrooge, Mc- yeah, Scrooge McDuck. Where is she supposed to get the money? She, uh, she could have never spent a penny her entire life and just saved every paycheck and not even paid taxes. And still all that money added up wouldn't get her like a month's you know, in D.C. You know who else used to make fun of the poor? Huh. The French aristocracy. and well, it worked out well for them. Yeah, they got beheaded. Like, the poor got kind of tired of that. There oh, was I know. A, I, I've played Assassin's Creed Unity. I, I see that it does not work out well for them. <laughs> There's a really great um, book by uh, Charles Dickens called A Tale of Two Cities. If you haven't read it, go out and read it. It's great. Uh, really kind of explains, like, kind of what happened in France. And what was interesting, there's a, there's a scene there to show you how desperate people were. Uh, somebody was unloading a barrel of wine in this small town in France, and they just they describe the towns as everyone's dirty and just like, you know, they're working, but like they're just emaciated and just, you know, like nothing's working out. And this barrel of wine gets dropped, and wine just goes all over the street, and people like run out and dive onto the street and start sucking up wine off the street and like dipping their handkerchiefs into it and picking up the broken pieces of the barrel and sucking on them. And then like... Yeah when all the wine had been drunk off the street, everybody goes back all wine-stained to their sad, pathetic, like, emaciated jobs, like sawing wood and, like, you know, collecting dust or whatever it was that poor people did. <laughs> uh, and yeah. it was just such a, just like, yeah, damn, that's... Whew. Speaking of the French and their wine, did you know that um, President Trump recently tried to make fun of the French for their wine and boasted that American wine is better? And that they're really going to be wanting to uh, import wine from us, but he might not let them. I'm surprised that Macron, the French prime minister, hasn't just spit in his face. <laughs> also, I'm really mad he's going after them for he, World War II. Mac- Macron has done um, one thing that was making the rounds for a bit. When he and uh, Trump shook hands recently, yeah. he like, power-squeezed Trump's hand into like this bright red little turnip thing. It, it was great. His hand looked all like swollen and aching. Well, what's as, uh, what's yeah, what's so squeeze the fuck out of his. I hand. want to cor- I want to correct the narrative here right now. You know, because Trump was just like, if he wasn't for us in World War Two, you'd be speaking German. Okay, you know who won World War Two? Do you know who won World uh, War Two? Yes, uh, the Russians. Yeah, the Russians. Yeah, it was nice to have us, but you know what? We really could have just stayed out of it, and it would have ended about the same. Like, yeah, we basically did stay out of it until uh, Pearl Harbor. Then yeah. we like stepped in for a bit, but not for long. Yeah, um, but these are the same. This is like the he's on the same side of the people that go, you know, if the Jews had had their Second Amendment rights, this whole Holocaust thing wouldn't have happened. They, they, they did. I mean, they didn't have American Second Amendment rights, but they had guns. It didn't help. I mean, the whole French army, the whole English army. Why don't we make fun of the English? We go after France a lot, but no one goes after England like. You know, the only reason England wasn't completely destroyed is because Hitler was an idiot. 
Yeah. Like they had the England, they had the, you know, the entire English army cornered several times before we got involved. It's crazy to think that within the past hundred years, London was getting bombed regularly. Like, yeah. That's cr- it's crazy to picture that giant city just having bombs dropped on it every day and air raid sirens that meant something. They meant, you know, get the fuck underground or die. Yeah. Um, so that whole Americans won World War II. I mean, yeah, we helped out, but uh, the Russians had it. You know, they didn't really need us. It would... It was it was nice to have us. I mean, we contributed, but it was yeah, it was definitely like that was Russia. I and I mean, there's also the uh, I don't know. Let's not get into World War Two. Instead, let's get into um, let's see World War uh, Georgia. Because speaking of names that uh, first time listeners won't know, there is a uh, one listener of our show, Wesley, who is likely the only person listening to this episode. Hey, Wesley. He um he has been dying to know how the race in Georgia is going between Kent and Stacey Abrams. Yeah, uh, what was, Kemp, what's, what's Kemp's Kemp. what's Kemp's first name? I keep forgetting. Is it Brian? Brian Kemp. Yeah, Brian, yeah Kemp. Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp. We've talked about him before. He is the um, Forrest Gump of candidates. He ran a political ad where he's pointing a gun at a teenager and talking about dating his daughter. You uh, want to date my daughter? Click click. Yeah. Well, just stare down the barrel of this gun and tell me when you see the bullet coming, son. Well, you know, someone brought up a really good interesting point about, like, dudes like that that are just like, I'm going to protect my daughter. It's like, yeah, you have a weird sexual uh, fetish for your for, for your daughter, don't you? Yeah, he um, he takes after the president. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so you got Kemp, you got Stacey Abrams. It was a tight race, and it was a tight race because he cheated. Uh, he purged a bunch of voters from the rolls. Yeah, he, like they, he, he purged like seventy-five thousand, no, fifty-three thousand votes, which is about how many he's winning by, by the way. Yeah, you know he so, did. He did everything short of just like going into polling places and just shooting black people. Yeah, and uh, also he was in charge of his own election, right? He's the one that gets to actually count the votes. So at the end of the day, all he even if. Uh, Stacey Abrams was ahead by a million. He could just be like, well, you know what? Actually, I'm the winner, so uh, we're good here. Yeah. So, sta- so Abrams, there is finally news to this. Earlier today, there was different news that uh, they might have to have another election, but finally, like within the last hour or two, m- new news came out, and this news is that she admits defeat. Stacey Abrams has admitted defeat. Brian Kemp will be... The next governor of Georgia, but not because he earned it, because he cheated every step of the way to clutch, to clinch victory. And here's the thing. Stacey Abrams, I believe, has stepped down at just the perfect time to set the narrative for the next four years to make sure that everyone always thinks of Kemp as the illegitimate governor of Georgia. Yeah. She she may... She may have lost the battle, but I believe she's helped America win the war against cheaters like Brian Kemp because her closing arguments, she had some great quotes, which I'd like to read here right quick, just two of them, right? If you don't mind. Yeah, please do. Just don't be racist about it. <laughs> no, no, Stay- Aunt, no Aunt Jemima voices, no Big Mama's house. Right, right, right. Well, I wasn't going to, but now that you said it, I really want to do just one mm-hmm. Let's no? let's okay, not okay, let's, let's not let's, let's not lose any possible core listeners. Also, let's not pick up any Fox News sponsorships uh, on this podcast. Oh, you're right. One, one little accent like that, and suddenly all the uh, the Fox money would be coming our way. Suddenly, we're going on Fox News defending our podcast. <laughs> all right. So let's be clear. This is not 
a speech of concession because concession means to acknowledge an action is right, true, or proper. I cannot concede that. I know that eight years of systemic disenfranchisement, disinvestment, and incompetence had, had its desired effect on the electoral process in Georgia. That was part of her concession speech. Yeah, you know, I, I just got to say, I feel like Kemp is worse for Georgia than uh, General uh, Tecumseh Sherman uh, from the Civil War. If you remember him, he marched through Georgia and burned everything from, like, sea, from, like, Atlanta to the ocean. From uh, sea to shining sea. And part of me thinks that, like, if Fox News had been around uh, and, um, you know, uh, uh, Sherman had been a Republican, they would have told everybody how good it was that he was burning the state down. I mean, that's basically what Fox News was invented for. After um, Nixon stepped down, um, what's his name, Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch, was watching the Nick, uh, was watching Nixon get grilled by the news night after night, and he was thinking to himself, if only some voice was out there cheering him on, then he wouldn't have had to have stepped down. And I don't ever want to see this happen again, so I'm going to create a network that will always take up for the uh, Republicans, no matter what they do, and will always be their voice and will always defend them, and that's what Fox News is. He invented Fox News, and now the Republicans have their 24-7 propaganda machine. Yeah, well, the other thing about Fox News is they're also just blatantly irresponsible. Um, like I said, I was reading their climate change thing where they're like, Oh, see, this one paper's wrong. There's no climate change. And I'm like, Fox, Fox, we're all going to die. We're all going to die. All of us. It won't just kill liberals. It's it's not like climate change is a, is a, is a, a thing meant to take away the jobs of good, hard-working Republicans. Uh, it's going to kill all of us. We're all going to Yeah, die. but if anyone's not aware, there's um, huge money from oil companies to be made from uh, pushing climate cha- the idea that climate change is a hoax, and Fox News being in the same pockets as uh, the Republican Party is are making big money from oil companies. So there you go. It's just like how they make so much money from the NRA, and that's why they actively want to murder all of our children, because that's what we decided the new narrative should be. So yeah, they, when, they, when they go, they're going to take away our guns, I want to go, they want to take away our children. Yeah, yeah. If, if they want to have the ridiculous narratives like that, then uh, we'll have our ridiculous narratives too, because too often we just stand by and state what reality is, and so that well, not even that. We try to we try to refute their narrative with the truth, and by refuting their narrative, we repeat it, and by repeating it, we give them more power. You know. Exactly. Yeah, we had um, a whole discussion about this before the podcast, which I could try and re-explain now if you'd like. Uh, you know, just, um, I mean, we basically hit it. Is that like? So I was talking about like. If you go back and you look at your military history, if you look at, like, Vietnam, right, with the Tet Offensive, uh, the, the, uh, the North Vietnamese, like, surprise attacked us, and we fought back, and we crushed them. Uh, every, every gain they made, we fought back, we destroyed, we killed, we, we won that war. But we lost the overall narrative, and the narrative was, this looks like a war that's never going to end. Oh, you say you're winning, but they have enough strength to do this, even though you crushed them. Uh, it still doesn't look like you're winning, and that's the whole thing. And, it's a war for public we'll, perception. Right. So perception is sometimes more powerful than actuality. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And that's, like. And that's one thing we were talking about for the podcast is that the Republicans have so many seemingly powerful voices, like Newt Gingrich, who's a monster, but everyone listens to him whenever he um, comes out of his van to babble about stuff. 
because the thing is is that at the end of the day the news only reports what is abnormal and what is abnormal is someone just blatantly and obviously lying however someone telling the truth not news so they don't really cover it so whenever the democrats come out and try to explain the truth none of the major stations cover it but if a republican comes out and lies everyone covers it and so the public because they're being told something that is the abnormality, but not what is normality, the abnormality becomes reality to them, whereas normality becomes this strange thing that they might not even be aware of. Well, that's when you get and that. And so the news is inadvertently pushing the fringe yeah. as the common, and it makes the fringe the common, and it makes lies become truth because that's the only side anyone ever gets to really hear. It's that It's that whole... Um... That's why Democrats need to push the narrative of they're coming for our children. They want to murder all of our children. Yeah. That's the only way gun legislation will ever be able to get its, you know, feet in the in the door. That's why I don't feel like there's a party for me because I just like I'm worried that like I'm worried that the Democrats, the the, the Democratic Party, the only foil to the Republicans uh, at the same time are just like. I also worry that a lot of the Democrat, the old Democratic Party, are are in bad faith. That if they took power back, say like they took the Senate and the House and the presidency tomorrow, the old guard Democrats would be exactly like the Republicans because then all the donors yeah. would start paying them off, and then all of a sudden they'd have some narrative as to like why we, you know, don't need gun control and stuff like that. You know? Yeah. See, that's the thing. I feel like the only reason why the Democrats don't constantly lie is because they don't have to. Not yet. As yeah. Soon yeah. As soon as uh, they're all in power, then they suddenly have to find reasons to make excuses for themselves again. And it's like, ah, shit, that's right, neither party actually cares that much about us. You notice a lot of the times the Democrats really don't champion what the people want. They just sort of sit back, are quiet, like Ivanka Trump, by the way, and just let people project their own feelings onto them. But it's... I mean, but there are exceptions. Like Maxine Waters is coming out like a superstar right now, like a rock star. Oh god, and I love her. And she's gonna, and she's going. She's someone that Trump has constantly attacked for quite a while now. It's called her a very low IQ individual. But pretty soon she's going to be in charge of uh, the ability to uh, subpoena his tax returns. So then he's not going to be able to hide that shit anymore. Yeah, um, and Mueller still hasn't dropped anything, but we think that he's about to indict. What was it, one of the Big Ten? Uh, within 10 days, he's about to indict someone that's very close to Trump. Like a big fish is how it's been put. Well, I mean, like, the way he turned... So, you got to tell me, you were telling me earlier, so he tur Trump turned on lumpy Sean Hannity? What exactly yes. happened with that? Because I'm excited about that. The Inside sources are saying that inside of the White House, Trump has started to uh, rant and rave about old Lumpy Hannity. Now, Lumpy Hannity, if anyone's unaware, he um he constantly blows the president off. He is on Fox News doing nothing but raging about how amazing Trump is and everything Trump says is good and amazing and awesome. Whenever I think about and, them, I imagine them like uh, like kind of skipping through a meadow, holding hands, going, "Imagine me and you." I do. I do. It doesn't matter I how they roll the dice. It has to be. <laughs> I like that we had like a row, row, row your boat thing going on. But yeah. So lumpy together. <laughs> I like that. Oh my Talking God. Talking shit about Mueller. 
I can't see me lying with nobody, but yeah. So that romance is dying. I don't don't know. This is um, our president, if anyone's unaware. He basically just sits in bed all day with his cheeseburger watching Fox News. But he also used to, for a while there, used to call uh, Lumpy Hannity. And then he'd emerge from his room with a song in his heart and tell everyone, I was just on the phone with Sean Hannity. So yeah. they really did have like this great bromance going for a while. Trump had a real friend, and it's not like Kennedy has ever backstabbed him. He's constantly kissing his ass. And that brings us to today, where Trump is losing his shit, and he started to walk around talking about just insulting Lumpy. Like, he's telling everyone that, oh, Lumpy's such an ass kisser. He, he, he's such an ass, can you believe him? So he's actually mad at Lumpy from for only being a yes man at this point. He sort of caught on that Lumpy's just a yes man, and Trump hates that. You he know, just, he started to think it's insincere. I really want to see the. I would love to see a Star Wars reboot where they just model the Emperor after Trump. So he has all these <laughs> he has all these grand plans, and he's like, ah. Uh, I think you'll find it quite operational, okay? The Death Star is tremendous. And they're going to be like, yeah, we blew that that up. No, you didn't. It didn't blow up. That's fake news, okay? It's still there. (laughs) And it's coming for you, all right? This is a total witch hunt. Yeah, just like like, like a dumb emperor. You're like, why are we worried about this guy? How did he get here? Speaking of, do you want to hear, like, the clearest cut case of projection ever? I'd love to hear anything that you have to say. Thank you. This is, um, this is, I swear to everyone listening, 100% unedited, undoctored, unadjusted. This is a quote from the sitting president of the United States, all right? The inner workings of the Mueller investigation are a total mess. They have found no collusion and have gone absolutely nuts. They are screaming and shouting at people, horribly threatening them to come up with the answers that they want. They are a disgrace to our nation and don't dot 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 care how many lives they ruined these are angry people including the highly conflicted bob Mueller, who worked for obama for eight years you know who they else won't even you know who else worked for obama for eight years anybody that was in the fucking government while obama was president yeah but they won't even look at all the bad acts and crimes on the other side a total witch hunt like no other in american history in all caps, by the way. And so he's talking about how the other side is screaming and shouting while he's tweeting in all caps. Yeah. So um, uh, more reports of inside accounts from the White House have come out. And this is one of my favorite things ever is that Trump actually he kept telling people that there's going to be a red wave until he convinced himself that it was going to happen. And so he actually had 100 allies gathered in the White House to watch the election results with them. And uh, quote, uh, his mood was great, but that was before everything went bad. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's not, anybody's, that's not news. Like, my mood is great before everything goes bad. N- now he's pissed about damn near everything. Uh, I've never seen this level of insanity before. You saw, Dude, this could be somebody just describing my commute to work in the morning. <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. I was drinking something just then. He seemed, I'm going to choke on he it. He seemed really happy until everything went bad, and I've never seen this kind of insanity before. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's why I don't tweet while driving. Oh my god, I have so many things in my notes that I totally forgot happened. You know god, what? This week, you this week was a million years long, wasn't the, it? The interstate, okay, total disaster, a complete mess. Very conflicted interstate. People not sure where they want to go, screaming at other people. They don't care how many lives they... Re- yeah, I would... That sounds like what I would say about my drive home from work in the snow. Hey. So, um... 
<clears throat> speaking of the red wave, did you know that uh, it's starting to look increasingly like, um, even though they might have stolen the governor's seat in uh, Georgia, the GOP seemed to be doing anywhere from gaining zero seats to uh, gaining negative one seats in the Senate since uh, 2016. Yeah, because there was uh, there wasn't just Georgia that was contested. There was a Florida Senate race and the Georgia and the Florida governor's race that was contested. I do believe though that the um, the Rick Scott. yeah Rick Scott. Uh, that would be amazing if he loses. Well, Rick, the one with Rick Scott, they're still doing a recount, but the governor's yeah. race uh, has been conceded well, to the Republican. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but if Rick Sad, Scott, if Rick Scott, sadly, but it, I think it's more important that uh, Rick Scott loses yeah. than um, well, Gilliam wins the governorship. Yeah. Well, they're doing a hand recount right now, I guess, because it's that close. It's that much of a margin. So. Uh, it's anybody's game, and God, I'd love to see... Bye-bye, Rick Scott. I'd love to see him out of there, but, man. Uh, but the Democrat did officially win the Arizona Senate race, so uh, to quote um, Nelson... <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Man, that is crazy. Arizona has been historically red since they killed all the Native Americans that used to live in Arizona, and yeah, then and then also it's been, pushed all the Mexicans out that used to own Arizona. Did you know that um, that particular Democrat seat that uh, just flipped blue, or that seat that just flipped Democrat, has not gone Democrat in 40 years since pre-Reagan? That sounds about right. You know what else I found was interesting? I was reading conspiracy theories the other day. You know there's a conspiracy theory out there that McCain didn't die of brain cancer, but that he was executed by the president for treason? Look, I hate Herpy Derpy, but there's no way he killed anyone and got away with it. <laughs> no, I agree. It was just it was such a weird, like... If you were going to execute a sitting congressman uh, for treason, that would not be like a quiet, like, you know what I mean? That would be a huge thing. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. But still, yeah, and now everyone needs to keep in mind that while they're basically gaining or losing seats, uh, right now, this is also the single best election map the GOP will have for six years. In other words, the in 2020 and 2022, the maps will be amazing for Democrats, really, really bad for the GOP. Why is that? So, just because only one third of the Senate and the House is up for re-election at a time, hmm. and where those seats are, uh, is all the ones that are historically always Republican that were up this time around. Yes. So next two times is going to be Democrat seats and purple seats. So a whole lot more seats are going to be flipping. Well, in um, the next four years. Maybe, but you got to always remember, and I always caution with this, is that you never know, A, what's going to happen. Uh, because, I mean, like, and I've said it before, we are one terrorist attack away from, like, Trump just suspending the Constitution. Yeah, I mean, that could always happen, you know, too. We're one major natural disaster away from them canceling elections, you know? You are. Uh, speaking of the Constitution, would you like to hear about uh, First Amendment people this week? What did what, what did First Amendment people do? Uh, this is a quote I'm going to read here. A MT judge's ruling that the First Amendment does not protect anti-Semitic harassment emphasizes that online campaigns of hate, threats, and intimidations have no place in a civil society and enjoy no protection under our Constitution. Yeah. So uh, basically, Nazis don't have the First Amendment right to harass people. We've been saying that for years. Is like people misunderstand that like their free speech is not a magical, unlimited speech. It has very, like, and it has limits I disagree with a lot. Like, free speech is limited, and we've there have been court cases. Free speech is limited during war times. During times of national security, free speech can be pretty much suspended. Um, 
the 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 best one is uh, you can't yell fire in a theater uh, because speech that would endanger people's lives is not free speech because that would be insane. And exactly. additionally, just another note we've talked about before, people seem to misunderstand this. Free speech only protects you from, like, prosecution mm-hmm. by the government. It does not mean that, like, Wayne's Tire Emporium has to continue uh, employing you after you ran down the highway yelling the N-word because you felt emboldened by the president. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's only... The First Amendment only says that the government will pass nothing to uh, infringe upon your speech, but freedom of speech is not freedom uh, to distribute. It's not freedom of distribution. Yeah. So people like know? Alex Jones can still get suspended if they just want to talk about Sandy Hook being crisis actors. I it's, I can't go you know like I can't go sell hardcore pornography at an elementary school. That's not protected. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and the school has to sell it for you. And then I also can't go in that school while selling hardcore pornography and also yell, "The school's on fire!" If it's not. Yeah. And speaking of the White House and what they can and can't restrict, a uh, federal judge has restored Acosta's White House White House press well, pass. Well, hold on, because he didn't rule on it, right? If I understand right. So to give you a little bit of background, we talked about it last time. There was a little bit of back and forth between the president and the press, and they were, there, trying, they were trying to pin him down on a question, and he just goes, it's a difference of opinion. And they go, but it's not true, right? It's, the, this caravan is not an invasion. Uh, and so the president just starts going, what did he say? I'm trying to remember his exact phrase because I heard it today. He, he kept going, that's enough, that's enough, that's enough. And, like, D- Jim Acosta, a uh, CNN reporter, like, kept pressing the question. And the president was mad because he was being pressed on a question. An intern tried to take Jim Acosta's mic, and Acosta was like, excuse me, ma'am, I'm trying to ask a question. So the White House suspended uh, Acosta's press credentials stating that he assaulted an intern, which was blatantly untrue. Then they tried to put out a fake video from InfoWars that seemed to show that he assaulted the intern. That was not true. Now a judge has ruled that they have to give him back his press credentials. Like, right now there's a restraining order on it. But they haven't ruled conclusively, I don't think, yet. Right? On... There, he's ruled on aspects of it, but not everything. Before right. he got to the First Amendment issue, he ruled based on the Fifth Amendment, the rights to due process. Right. That, um that he has to have his uh, press pass restored. Yeah, so yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like, you can't just take somebody's press pass away because you don't like them, and like, I'm sorry, like, you know, no one likes to be grilled, but like, you held the press conference, you're a public servant, you know? Yeah. All right, he serves the people, so uh, he has to report back to his bosses, or which is the people of the United States, whenever he's doing something they don't like. It was, it was, but, uh, it was weird. But naturally... Naturally, uh, Hucka Sanders came out and lied and said that the judge ruled based on the First Amendment. And she also said that he, the judge ruled on the First Amendment in the White House's favor. And that's why the White House will restore his press pass. Yeah, so I thought it was that, weird that's when what the White House. The judge has confirmed that uh, what, what we said was true and right. And that's why we're giving him his press pass back. So, yeah, I don't think there was any way for them to not give it back without even more problems. So I think they just had to lie and go, yeah, 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 we win. Here you go. Here you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I and, and I thought about this, and I don't remember if I talked about this in the last podcast, but I thought about it. Would I feel the same way if they took, if Alex Jones had a press pass and it was a president that I didn't hate and uh, they took his press pass away? Uh, I mean, I could definitely see him being belligerent, but the thing is, is that I... Actually, I have seen him being belligerent, mostly to Republicans, actually. Yeah. Like, yelling at them in the hallway and stuff. And 
did they kick him out? Did they ban him? I don't know. No, he was trying to attack Marco Rubio, and I think Marco Rubio said, I don't need help to throw you out. I'll take care of you myself. Oh, yeah, so, and he got, like, mad and was all like, Rah! Yeah. Um, well, you know how he, he talks tough, just like he was just like, I'd like to be in a showdown with, with Bob Mueller. But, like, not <laughs> not real, though. Not real. No, not, not like a real, but, yeah, I'd like to shoot him. But, like, but like metaphorically with, like, a word bullet, not a real bullet. But, yeah, I'd love to see the blood come out of his body. as it, Like, yeah, like, so he's one of those fake, like, armchair Clint Eastwood that's like, yeah, I'd, I'd like to get Bob Mueller and I'd like to go... Do you do you feel lucky, Mueller? Well, do you? Yeah, like, but they didn't kick him out. They didn't take away his press credentials, whatever credentials he has. So, uh, do you want to hear about, um, or should we do our uh, Veterans Day um, special now and talk about how all Trump shat on the troops? Well, I mean, like, it's not. I don't think he's just started shooting on the troops. I mean, oh, he's done it the whole time. Like, he's never gone to uh, visit the troops overseas. Like, for I'm, instance. I'm pretty certain that he doesn't have a toilet in the White House so much as he just has like, uh, either Jim Mattis holding his mouth open, uh, <laughs> or not even Mattis. Maybe he just has like, you know, some guys that have just, you know, served their country. I bet he's got some old World War II veterans in there, and he just goes in and shits on them when he's got to go. Yeah, he has just a bunch of uh, World War veterans, human centipeded together, and he just shits in the first one's mouth. And he's I, like, there you go. Look, because I, I, I feel like Mattis looks like a tired old man, but I feel <laughs> like if you tried to shit in Jim Mattis's mouth, uh, Mattis would just chew his way through your asshole. <laughs> and out your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! <laughs> like, he's... <laughs> Mattis, Mattis is a... I get, so, like, you know, like a lot of politicians, I feel that... Uh, I'm very much like Alex Jones and that like I'm an armchair Clint Eastwood and I'm just like, yeah, I bet I could take Marco Rubio in a fight. You know what? I could not take Jim Mattis in a fight and I don't want to try. So so first of all, just right off the bat, to celebrate Veterans Day, um, Trump decided not to honor the troops at uh, during his um, Paris vacation. The, uh, the same vacation where um, he, w- he was the only one that was happy to be greeted by Putin. That was like a great picture of that. Of course. He's yeah. like, he's like so, Papa. <laughs> but while all the other world leaders were going out to some kind of memorial for the troops, Trump was like, no, that's okay. And he uh, reportedly was upset that they didn't have a big military parade this year because he's like, what's even the point of me going here if they're not going to have a big parade? Because that's what the troops are to Trump is just something to entertain him. They're not like people or anything special. He's just like, they can entertain me like monkeys in a circus. Dance monkeys dance. Yeah, he's the... He's the kid from that Twilight Zone episode, the kid with the powers that could wish you into the cornfield? Of course I support our troops, and I support the acrobats and the elephants and the little goat that I can pet. Yeah, like, he's the little kid that's like, why aren't the troops dancing, Daddy? Make them dance or I'll kill again. <laughs> like, that's all That's all him. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, like, I, I know But his, uh, his excuse to not go and visit them at the uh the thing was that it was raining even though every other world leader did make it there and also i don't think it was raining and it was like my helicopter couldn't make it there in the rain but also everyone else made it but also all the world war one guys lived in a hole full of human shit and dead bodies with everything exploding around them in the rain for years and you couldn't brave a little bit of rain and just go out there for those guys like no, he couldn't, because he doesn't give a shit about them. Please you know, remember that the next time anyone says the Republicans report our troops, the fuck they are. 
I, I'll, I, look, my whole thing is, listen, if I could wish, if I could find a genie and I could wish anything on Trump, I would just wish him to, I would wish him back into the World War One trenches. <laughs> oh no, disaster. Total disaster. Okay, look, the Germans were totally disorganized. They're very angry people. They keep shooting at us until they get the result they want. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did, I didn't eat my rations. That's fake news. Jim ate my rations, so I should get to eat his. It's just, Jim's rations. He's a guy that, like, when he was a child, they would have done great if they had kidnapped him from his parents and just made him live life as a normal human being. Because, like, here's the thing about him. Uh, he, he is a total product of an upbringing that, like, ruined a human being, you know? Yeah, absolutely. He was born with a silver spoon up his ass. and that is, uh, that is the life he has lived ever since. He's never worked a real day in his life. He's inherited everything. And then at a young age, he just started lying and swindling, and he's gotten away with it. And even though he fails over and over, he always fails up because he learned early on that instead of if you take a bunch of money from an investment and instead of investing it, use it to pay your lawyers to sue people who are all like, hey, where's our money back? Then uh, you can get away with anything and well, just... Part of it is, I think, honestly, I think what it is and what's gotten him this far is that you'd be amazed where you can go in life when the things that hold the rest of us back, you know, shame, empathy, like, you know, worrying about treating people badly the way other people, if you don't have any of those things, kind of like a, like a psychopath or a sociopath, you'd be amazed what you can do if you have no, no human empathy or, or understanding and then you add money to it. Oh, my God, you can go straight to the top. Yeah, and he did. Yeah. So uh, uh, in addition to all that, he also celebrated Veterans Day by uh, suppressing the votes of the soldiers overseas because it's their votes coming in late that he's trying or that they're trying to count in the Florida election right now. And Trump said, don't do that. Just go through results of election night when we were still ahead. OK. Yeah. So basically, it's the soldiers votes. he that are still stationed overseas that he's suppressing because they mailed in their votes and now Trump's like, I don't get it. No one lost votes before they were cast on election night. Then after they were cast on election night, we just start finding them. No, that's rigged. That's rigged. Well, that was my worry was that his rigged narrative uh, was going to really take root and it didn't matter what the Democrats did that they would win on that. But it doesn't seem like it's really taken root very strongly. And I wonder if it's he's burned everybody out on this whole rigged thing. Uh, he's just he's used it for so long that uh, people just can't listen to it anymore. Yeah, or they think he's talking about the Mueller investigation. They don't wait. There's a new rig. What? <laughs> what fuck? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, um, so, but that. But wait, there's more. Oh lord. So uh, beyond the Veterans Day's atrocities, there are nearly seven thousand troops that were actually sent to the border and are now living in tents at the Mexico border without electricity and without warm food. And they have to just stay there through at least Thanksgiving as because they're political props for that deplorable monster. Yeah. Because remember the caravan that Trump was talking about? It was just a scare tactic. Hence how Trump and Fox News both have not had a single word to say about it after the well, midterms someone up a really good because point. it was never a real thing. They They're go, just... why weren't those troops diverted to California to help contain the wildfire instead of just sitting on our southern border? 
That would be amazing. That would be something that a real leader would do. Of course, a real leader wouldn't have sent him to the southern border in the first place as political props, but Trump did. And, oh, yeah, by the way, the party of fiscal responsibility, him sending them over there is going to cost taxpayers around $300 million for, for a political stunt that's already outlived its usefulness as the midterms are over. Poor Mattis was being questioned about how much it cost, and, like, he doesn't... They, they, don't, they have estimates, but he wasn't going to give an estimate because he's like, we're still trying to get the you know numbers in. Uh, but that's when he just looked like a tired old man, just like, I was a war hero, and now I'm doing <laughs> this? What? Mm-hmm. Oh. I just, you gotta wonder if he's got that Lieutenant Dan thing going on where he's like, I should have died with my men. <laughs> Damn it, Gump. Lieutenant. <laughs> Damn it, Lieutenant. Trump. I was supposed to die in that jungle. Well, Lieutenant Mattis, two scoops of ice cream? <laughs> no, they're mine. But do you want to watch me eat them? Lumpy. Um, Lumpy Sean Hannity was my best good friend, and even I know that's not something you find just around the corner. I, so speaking of California, um, apparently all, a lot of earlier this week, Trump was uh, busy like making fun of people that were burning to death in California. Oh, the best tweet saying, I heard about that was, yeah. California's on fire, people are dying, and they go, there was literally a forest fire that killed people in the state of California. Trump took the side of the fire. Yes. Yes, he did. He's all like, you should have done things better. What you need to do is cut down all those trees and replace them with good American steel. Okay? Sad. Well, like, the whole thing was he... Okay, so here's what's weird. He told them that it's California's fault for mismanaging their forests uh, and that he's going to withhold federal relief funds. But those forests are federally... uh, They're they're federal. Like, the federal government manages those forests. So it's actually, so it's literally Trump's fault that this fire is happening, and now that people are burning, he's saying that it's their fault. Also, global climate change! That is a, that's a Chinese hoax, according to yeah. him. Yep, that's, uh, that's the world we live in. People are burning to death, and Trump makes fun of them while they die because they didn't vote for him. You know, I thought about that. If they told you you had to get out of your house because a forest fire is coming, what would you do? Uh, I guess I'd probably leave. Would you leave? Would you try to, like, stick around and go, we're going to ride this out? No, I think I would leave. If it was something like the Californian fire and it's projected to just like sweep over here, yeah. I would uh, I'd pack up my uh, my Switch and my PS4 and my computer probably. And yeah, you know, I'll, just the bare necessities. I'm not going to lie. Know. Part of me that is a disaster whore and enjoys being in the middle of disasters kind of wants to stick around to see how bad it gets. I mean, maybe if it was a hurricane, and I have stuck around through really bad hurricanes that I probably should have left through. Yeah. And that was really fun because the day after I was walking around and watching trees like collapse around me, and I was like, oh, I'm in danger right now because that tree nearly fell on me. But I just kept like walking along. It's like, oh, this is so much fun. Yeah, I think fire is a little. I, I've done that before, <laughs> yeah. but with fire, uh, that's uh, that's a bit much. I think yeah, I think the fire is a little different. Um... Now, with, with you personally, you might be able to write it out because you've played with fire for so long that I think you've built up an immunity i don't know um, like so you'd uh, probably be okay but your cats might get hurt yeah that's true i'd have to send the cats away they're not gonna like it no i'd probably (laughs) i'd probably leave uh just because like it's not it's it's so like the the people were just like people were like we had to we we left and we had to drive through a wall of fire and i'm like yeah that's pretty bad i mean hmm uh but yeah it sucks there's all these towns that are gone like everything's just burnt uh, and yeah, it's just like we don't really have a comprehensive plan as humans what we're going to do to deal um, with um, like not only climate change but like what are we going to do to deal with these wildfires? Like they're going to get worse if we don't 
figure out a way to cohabit the planet in such a way that like we get our whole town gets burned down every time the whole forest catches fire, you know? Like every time we disrupt, it's like with uh, with Houston and Texas flooding, it's because they all the swamplands that soaked up all that water, they paved over them, and then everything flooded. And it's like, what are we doing to avoid that? You know, uh, call it fake news, and maybe it'll go away. Fake fire. That's what Trump tried to do, and it worked until uh, the elections, and now he is panicking. <laughs> so I'm amazed <laughs> that he didn't call the fire fake. So, uh, incoming intelligence chair Adam Schiff wants to uh, release interviews to uh, aid in the Mueller investigation. Roger Stone's uh, associate says he expects to face indictments within the next few days, and InfoWars journalist uh, Jeremy Corsi expects to be indicted by Mueller as well. So, um, yeah, the deplorables are... the rats are all jumping shit. Of course they would, and we all knew they would. Um, I just, man, like I said... I have all kinds of little notes here. Um, Melanie, as I like to call her now, tried to fire the national, or the deputy national security advisor. So yeah, that was weird really thing. weird when Melania was trying to fire the national security advisor and publicly came out against him because of some arguments about seating on Air Force One? Yeah. Like, that's pretty crazy and petty. Look... She's not a good person. I mean, that's I've been what saying she's an under. I've been saying she's not a. She's not like a kept abused housewife. She's an undercover fascist. I think she's complicit <laughs> in all this. Um, but here's the thing, uh, Melania, you're not anything. Uh, you don't have a position in the government. Uh, yeah, you are nothing. Like, so you don't really get to make any decisions. Yeah. And to think you do, I'm sorry. Like. You get to hire and fire people over seating. Really? Yep. Although I guess we let Kushner negotiate uh, in Israel, and that went great. Oh, we really shouldn't do that. He's not an elected official, and he is making decisions for America that he has no, he has no right to be doing that. He has no experience with it. And, well, I mean, we all know what it is anyway. It's a cash grab. But whatever. God, this whole country's going to hell. But... Nothing we can do about it, folks. Nothing we can do. You know, well, I'm maybe, gonna... maybe Bob Mueller can do something about it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. I want to start my own Fox News network, and I want to start. I want it to, but I want it to be all pro Cthulhu, like all the time, <laughs> right? So, like anything that happens, we spin it as like you know, in praise of I Cthulhu, mean, or like you know, oh, the this... internet. Huh? The internet's definitely beating you to that with the. Uh... Um, the posters for uh, Why Pick the Lesser of Two Evils, and it shows Cthulhu's face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why vote for the lesser of two evils? Go for the most. Yeah, I just I just want to be like, anytime that hap- any, anything that happens, they're like, California's on fire, and then to be like, does this signal the return of the Dark One? <laughs> Is it his will being done? Tune in today. <laughs> like, I would love that. And they're just like, I don't understand this new news network. They just... They seem to spin everything to have to do with Cthulhu. I have a, a thing here about even more crimes that Trump committed. Sure. Let's hear it, man. Trump crimes, Trump crimes, crimes that Trump committed. From an, A quote from an article. Federal... <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that we have a catchphrase song for that now. Yep. Uh, from, this is a clip from an article. Federal pro prosecutors have gathered evidence that Trump worked with his friend and the media executive David Pecker to use the National Enquirer tabloid to buy the silence of adult film star Stormy Daniels and former Playboy model Karen McDougal, according to interviews the journal had with three dozen people with knowledge of the transcripts. Trump was allegedly involved in nearly every step of the process to prevent Daniels and McDougal from publicizing their stories and worked with his longtime lawyer and fixer Michael Cohen to coordinate the deals. And also on top of that, there were, um, and this is going past the article, on top of that, apparently he paid like eight different women to get abortions. So I mean, that doesn't like, that doesn't surprise me. Did, so this happened before he realized he was invincible if he just came out and admitted to it and then said what, right? Pretty much, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. at this point, I mean, that, like... That's still misappropriation of campaign finance. Right. Keep in mind, everyone, that's what we're talking about here. Not him cheating on his wife and banging porn stars, but probably paying the money. Well, he did pay the money, too, so yeah. prostitutes? Whatever. President, <laughs> prostitutes, hookers, abortion, secret deals. None of that matters. What matters Caps and dogs living, living together. together. Yeah. The, uh... The point here well, is that is that what's legally bad for him is that it's misappropriation of campaign finances, which means he's um, spending his campaign money illegally. Well, to but people, whatever, to people he's, who he's, say he's above the law. Well, to people who go, you know what, all these petty things that they're finding him about, or they're going after him for, I just go, I say to you, what was Al Capone convicted of? Yeah. Tax fraud. So, if you're a criminal and you're committing crimes and they can't get you for a clear-cut case of Moida, but they can't get you for, for fucking tax evasion, then they still got you. They got you. Yeah. You know? And, uh, with... Oh, God. Yep, that's... That's... I like it. Oh, man. Walter Cronkite has got to be spinning in his mustachioed grave. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know where Walter Cronkite would be in all this. Um, you remember? I like how people people go, uh, you know, they, I've seen these, these memes. Where they go, remember? And they show a picture of Walter Cronkite. He'd come out and he'd read the news. And that's all he'd do. And there was no opinions. And it was just the straight news. Those were the good old days. And I go, yeah. And remember how we had Nixon? And the news was just like, today in the news, Nixon's a fucking criminal. Yeah, see, here's the thing is that the news still does that, but now Fox News says, like, the opposite, so you feel like people are giving opinions because they think that Fox News is reality. Now I remember what I was going to say before I went to the Walter Cronkite thing, is um, that imagine if any other fucking president ever in modern history did any one of the things that Trump did. That would be the defining moment of their presidency. You know, if they spelled as many words wrong as Trump, if they mispronounced things, Remember if their brain melted laughed, into the teleprompter, we like if, they went, if they went to sign a bill and then just walked off and forgot to sign it. Trump has done that like ten times now. Well, what, what is that? I'm supposed to write my name? Oh, sad. Remember when we laughed Dan Quayle off the national stage because he couldn't spell potato? Those were good days. <laughs> Yeah, and Trump fucking misspells everything because he's retarded. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, that's the R word. He's he's Trump-tarded. Yeah, I think that's a better word. Uh, I think insulting Trump by calling him retarded is actually an insult to the mentally handicapped. 
I mean, I think he is mentally handicapped. I mean that literally. Now, I don't want to make fun of him for being mentally handicapped, but I want to be terrified of him for being president while being mentally handicapped. He should not have that much power. Well, you know, if he was like Forrest Gump and he was just mentally challenged, but he was good at heart, it would be fine. Yes, yes, if he was a good person, then I'd be like, you know what, God bless him. Let's Just like George Bush, like, give him a chance, give him a chance. What's the worst that could happen? Oh, an endless war that's still going on to the present <laughs> day. Oh, well, you know. Endless war. Um, we've talked about it Speaking before. Speaking of but... Bush, remember how much we uh, we harped on because he got a quote wrong one time, and yet Trump rambles like his brain fell out his ear constantly. That's but the true. The quote I'm talking about is the whole, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, can't get fooled again. <laughs> You know, I miss, that was a huge deal. I miss those days when we talked about how dumb our president was, and sometimes you know that like they're like, Mr. President wrote a speech, just read the teleprompter, and he goes, okay, I'll do it. And then he just goes off and says, wherever evil is hiding, we'll smoke them from their holes. And you're like, did the president just use the words smoke and in their holes on national television? And we thought that that was... Man, it's been a rocky ride. We went from like, you know, the axis of evil to like, President Obama and his beautiful just, you know, like, yes, we can, and I may not get there with you, like, to, like, we're giving the country whiplash. Can we, all right. If all right we can't, Ready to go. If we can't elect Obama all the time, can we agree that we just elect a guy who's just kind of normal dumb, like, just a dude that, like, okay, he's not as great as Obama, but God knows that he spell checks, right? <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, like Trump also just capitalizes random words whenever he's typing sentences. It's weird. I'm gonna be interested. And then he just starts ranting in all caps. I've never seen that before. Like nobody does that that I wouldn't have blocked on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, also, do they ever make him unblock everybody on Twitter because they said that's a violation and yeah. you can't block people? Uh, yes, I have been hearing that they've started making him unblock people. That's so, awesome. Now, for for a while there, it was sort of grandfathered in. If he had already blocked you, he um he could he didn't have to unblock you. But now they're finally making him officially unblock people. Well, I guess those muckrakers are going to have to go on Twitter and start booing the president. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's what I need to start doing with a lot of my time. Just get on the uh, muckrakers Twitter and just <laughs> um respond to every single tweet the the mango babadook has just remember our one rule here at those muckrakers uh no no threats towards sitting members of the government or people in general uh we want to run a clean campaign here also we don't we try want... very very hard to stick to that rule and sometimes you know god bless us we can't quite I think, make it i think there was the one time when i threatened to give everybody at the at pennsylvania avenue the flu uh, but I don't know if that counts as a threat if you go, man, if I got sick, I'd just go shake hands. Well, I mean, you, Fox News could definitely spin it as a threat. Dude, if Fox News got a hold of all of our podcasts, that would be amazing. I would love to see how they spun us. Oh, no. <laughs> My mom would find out about the podcast. <laughs> man, look, I'd go on Fox News in a heartbeat. I'd take you with me, Pat, and i go, yeah, man, what y'all got? I'm ready to shout down anything. What? Says who? <laughs> Boom! Says who? I'd bring a mic. I'd be like, the boys on TV. I'd bring a mic and I would drop it every time I you made a it. every time Speaking you made a point. You know who we'd be? We'd be uh, the we'd be the like white middle aged version of Public Enemy. You'd be laying down facts like Chuck D, and I would just be behind you like Flavor Flav going, "What? Yeah, and fuck John Wayne too." What? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a what? weird 
You're doing a weird cartoon version of Little John there. Uh, I think you got to okay. you got to go listen to Public Enemy, man. Like they're great. Like they were a, a rap duo from the '80s and '90s, and they were awesome. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were awesome. But yeah, like Chuck D had some real like socially conscious lyrics about like racism and stuff like that. And Flavor Flay was just just like this amazing hype man. That's like, man, Elvis was a fucking racist and fucking Chuck D. Yeah, it was good. That's who we'd be on Fox News. So I don't know, Fox News, you bunch of cowards, have us on. Come at us, bro. Come at me, bro. Oh, put us on Lumpies. I want to be on Lumpies. Oh, I just want to go scream at Sean Hannity. I'm just going to pound my fist on the desk and just go, Ah! Ah! You're not listening! You're not listening! Come on, Lumpy. Why don't you Why don't you just mute, cut our mics, and then call call the president again? You can talk to him over his cheeseburger. You can't mute this mic, son. I brought it from home. <laughs> we are recording this podcast live in your studio. <laughs> And we're podcasting from from Sean Hannity's studio. <laughs> Is he just lumps at us and he's all like, ah, fire back. Well, he did a thing. I don't know if you saw it the other day on the news. Uh, he was talking about how I'd never start a fight, but I'd end it. I train in MMA five times a week and like all of this stuff. I mean, P- Pete and I have both trained in MMAs. I don't understand yeah, why, uh, but... why that means anyone can win a fight. I don't know, man, but you, you got to remember, for me, that MMA was like 40 pounds ago. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> man, I, yeah, I don't know if we could take Sean Hannity in a fight. I think we'd have fun trying, but he's rich and he's in shape. He might take us. I mean, I think he could pay people to take us for him, right? Poss- like... Possibly, but if he ever manned up and he wanted to meet us in the octagon, I'm laying this challenge out to you, Sean Hannity, because I, I know you're listening, because I know you listen to all these podcasts. I'm laying the challenge out to you. Handicap match. Me and Pat versus you in the octagon. No holds barred. Sunday. Oh, let's make it a let's make it a ladder match for the title. Put the belt up above the cage. It's a cage match. The belt is hanging from the top of the cage. There is a ladder. We have to use the ladder to get the belt. That person is the winner. Meet us there, Lumpy. Either no, I would seriously like for charity, like we'd raise some money. I would fight him in the octagon in a handicap match because I think what would happen was it would be basically he would beat up one of us while the other one caught their breath and then the other one would come to help and then he would beat on the other guy when the first guy tried to catch his breath and then I think he would just beat on us for a while until he just decided he won and we'd be all like because Lumpy is evil yeah yeah no I'd uh indeed yeah I'll uh, I'll challenge him to the octagon yeah I'll I'll, hell I'll challenge him one on one and I'll even add this Lumpy I won't even train I'll meet you right now in jeans and a t-shirt I mean, yeah, right now it's a bit cold, so I might need a jacket, but otherwise I'm good to go. I don't know. Who do you think would put up the better fight if, all right, so if we had to fight him in the octagon, would it be harder to beat Lumpy or would it be harder to beat Alex Jones? Uh, God, I don't know. Here's, they're both just kind of like fat and smell bad. No, so that well, like, be, um... Lumpy's not that fat. Lumpy's like a tall guy. Like, Sean Hannity, like, he's a, he's a tall dude. What's... No, he, he's been he's been stress eating. He's been putting on a lot of weight lately. I haven't seen him. I've only listened to him on the radio, so the stress weight doesn't come through. But I will say that, like, Alex Jones has that strength that psychos have. Yeah, like anyone that can make their face turn red at will uh, would be a, a bit cautious about. Plus, I mean, he eats those weird brain flakes. That he sells. <laughs> yeah, he does the the weird food that he sells. Yeah, I would I would just be I would be a little scared of him. I think you know how the uh, um, 
the, what is it, the rugby team? They do that. There's a rugby team like the Maori. They do like the Maori war dance. If you've never seen it, Red, and it's terrifying. Red, Red Rover, Red Rover, call Lumpy over. <laughs> well, the Maori war dance is like this, like like this thing they all do before a match. But that's what uh, that's what Alex Jones does on his show every day. His whole his whole four hour long show sounds like a Maori war dance. Hmm. I'd still fight yeah. him for charity money in the octagon, but I want to. I want my ladder match. But all right. I don't know what the octagon is, though. I can't picture this. The octagon is any UFC match. You're in a fenced-in octagon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Real UFC. Like... I, I was still picturing wrestling, like not um, No, because, like, no, like, look, wrestling's not real. I want a real I want a real match. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll fight these guys in the UFC octagon. Uh, but, yeah, Sean Hannity would scare me a little bit. Um, and, and Jim Mattis, Mattis, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even, I wouldn't even. No, no, I, I mean, I guess for like charity, but I'm not gonna win. And Mattis is an old, old man, but I just, I feel like. Oh, it doesn't matter. Mattis has killed real people, like, Mattis has killed people with his hands, (laughs) like, and I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of people Mattis killed, not in. He's killed real people, Pete. He's killed real people, and he's coming for us. Yeah, not. Oh my God. That's gonna be, that's that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna get arrested one day for this podcast, and we're gonna be just like you know handcuffed in the little interrogation room in whatever place they put us, and like the detective's gonna walk out, and Jim Mattis is gonna walk in with a phone book. God, it's gonna be Tim Goodman's gonna walk into the room, sit down without saying a word, put the thing in front of us, hit play, and it's our podcast. And we're like, yeah, okay, well, I'll I'll come peacefully. I'll come quietly. No, I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about Mattis walking in with a phone book and just going, All right. <laughs> Just beating the shit out of us like Mackie. <laughs> either, Tur- either. Turning the camera off in the side of the, in the corner of the room. Either Mackie's just going to be, or uh, Mattis is going to be like, Listen, <laughs> all right, here it is. I heard what you said about me. Now either you're going to eat this phone book or I'm going <laughs> to shove it up your ass. At that point, Pete and I will, like, look each other in the eyes, then look back at him, and then at the same time, we would both say, and then just like eat the phone book as fast as we could because you know that mattis mattis hasn't been stress eating mattis has been stress murdering i think he's been furious eating like all the steak and brain flakes from uh I think I, i do think that jim mattis goes out on like dark nights and just kills criminals I think he is the Dark Knight. Yeah, killing I think, criminals. I think he's just old. He's old Batman, and he's so he hates his job so much that just like whenever like the I cameras are I can't off, I believe him. they cast Ben Affleck as me. I don't know why we don't just drop Jim Mattis into North Korea. <laughs> he could take care of um, Trump's other best friend Kim Jong Un. Yeah, maybe that's why because we like Kim Jong Un now. Apparently, it's so weird. Like they were saying. Ah, God, everything they ever accused Hillary of, Trump is actually doing. Right. Being pals with um, Saudi Arabia, and it's impossible to do get any justice up there because he's so in debt to them. Yeah, it's not... And it's now not, he loves all these terrorists, and... It's not weird, uh, if you think about it. Kim Jong-un is... he If he could, if he could do a tr- Freaky Friday, like, body switch with Kim Jong-un, you know he would. Yeah, yeah, because he would love to have military parades to himself all the time because he's been trying to get military parades to himself done all the time. He's actually wanting Irish troops to fucking do a fucking parade for him. Fuck that shit. 
Yep. But so so far, even the Republicans are like, oh no, that's uh, that's not a good idea. Let's not do that. <laughs> even Fox News is trying to tell them, no, let's not do that. Okay? Well, I think Fox News at least sees like, because Fox News backed CNN on this whole Jim Acosta uh, press credentials thing, because I think they see the writing True. on the wall. If this guy can just take away anybody's press credentials, what happens when you don't have Trump? What happens when you have a a, a Democratic president who just goes, you know what? I'm going to take Fox News' compressed credentials and they can't come in here at all. Yeah. Because what one man can do, another man can do. Well, uh, that's been uh, this week's episode of uh, Those Muckrakers. Uh, If Jim Mattis is listening, please don't kill us. (laughs) And if... uh... Well, we know Lumpy's listening, and if Alex Jones is listening, oh, 2v2, Lumpy and Alex Jones tag team match against Pat and Pete. I'm down with that. And you know what, Alex it, Jones, if you're listening anywhere, like Anywhere, anytime, <laughs> sell us your brain flakes. Yeah! You know what, Alex Jones, if we win, I want you to say into the mic, I'm a freaking gay frog! I'm a freaking gay frog, okay? Feed me all the dicks. <laughs>